Hello, everybody, and welcome back into Talk Off. It is Tuesday, April 4th. It's actually my birthday. I didn't even think about that. It is my birthday today, so happy birthday to me. Happy birthday, Zach. And we are back for another great episode of the Talk Off. We're going to get into the first opening weekend of MLB. We'll talk a little NCAA Men's Championship, which is happening tonight in about two, two and a half hours. And then at the end of the episode, we'll get into a little bit of a Masters preview and talk about that starting on Thursday. I, Chris, said, I said happy birthday, Zach, in one breath, by the way. I'm, I'm proud like, of you. But it was like I was exhaling out, so it was just like, happy birthday, Zach. Like, it, in that, it sounded uh, kind of cool. No, uh, I don't know. It felt weird coming out. I'm excited to listen back to it because I think it sounded cool. The windpipes, they didn't feel confident in that statement. But happy happy birthday. Happy early birthday. But happy birthday for those who are listening to this on the 4th. For for those who are in the room right now, a.k.a. Jake, happy early birthday, Zach. I am going to listen tomorrow just so I can hear you say happy birthday again on my birthday. Right, but but, 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 but you have to... Remember that the happy early birthday cancels. Like that's it's. it's I'm no longer wishing oh, you yeah, a happy early birthday. It's it's only yes. happy birthday from now on. Right, right. Well, so right. Dodgers gave you the happy birthday early birthday. I'll give you the happy birthday. You can listen to that one back tomorrow, and that's your. There it is. One. Thank you. No, Thank damn you. it. Now, 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 now Jake's gonna be the first. Sorry, sorry, no, happy birthday, Zach. Because I want to be. The, <laughs> I want to be the the last one to go. I don't want to be the. <laughs> Okay, we're done. You know what they say, first one in, last one out. So it's like FIFO, LIFO for my accounting people out there. Stop. (laughs) So yeah, opening weekend of the MLB and what a hell of a weekend it was. I watched baseball every day and I couldn't be more happier than sitting on my ass watching baseball all day. It was great. It was great. It's amazing. We saw some teams get off to a great start. We saw some teams get off to a not so great start, aka the Phillies, uh, Tigers, me, the Phillies, the Tigers, and the Royals. Royals are the only teams that haven't won yet, correct? Yeah. So it got off to a hot start for some, slow for others, and some just got just straight up slapped over the weekend, aka Oakland. Yeah, I mean, and Oakland, oh, they beat Otani, though. Uh,. Did they really though? Yeah, on opening day. They I mean, it counts. They did they did beat Otani, but after the game, the A's beat Anthony Rendon. That's that's true. But he did get a five game suspension today for it. He did. Now, yeah. do you think he was in the wrong in slapping a fan? I don't know. I I'm not did one to, say, to to like, like make a big deal about these things because at the end of the day, if this happened on the corner of the road, I wouldn't bat an eye to this situation. Yeah, but it's not. It didn't happen on the corner of the road. It's the problem. No, I know. Here, here's my opinion of it. Uh, if you're calling out like a pro athlete, like if you're gonna throw it, you got to be able to take it. Not necessarily like take a punch to the face. Like that's a different story. But like, you have <laughs> yeah, to take, that's what it you, sounds like. You, you have to. You have to take Rendon clapping back at you. Yeah, but I think so. I, I don't think Rendon was in the right here. I don't think Rendon was in the right. I don't think anybody was in the right. It's kind of stupid, and the guy gets himself a five-game suspension for no reason on opening weekend. Congratulations, Anthony Rendon. You did it. You gave people even more of a reason to hate you in Anaheim. So there you go. What What do you think 
Anthony Rendon does during a five game suspension? Like, do you just like sulk the entire time, or he's like, fuck, like, let's go play golf or something? I think he probably sulks the entire time. I don't know, man. I would take advantage of this because it's not like think think about what the next like like a hundred no more two hundred plus days are going to be looking like for you. Just straight baseball, straight traveling. Not a lot of golf time to be fit into there. Are you saying no. he should take a five day vacation? I kind of think you should take a five day vacation. And look, this is probably the lazy think they part would of allow me. That. Well, no, but he's suspended, so I'm assuming he can't go to any team facilities. Uh, I wouldn't be I think he probably can. I don't know how it works. To be, I don't know how it really works, but you know he's not going to be at the games. Let's let let's let's cross that bridge first. He won't be at the games. And look, like if he walks eighteen holes, like that's still as arbitrary as doing cardio. Uh, they can. He can. He can practice still. He can still. Oh, practice. he can practice. Okay. Yeah. But can he go to the games? He he can't go to the games. No. Okay, so he can't like sit in the dugout. Can he, Bobby V? Can he, Bobby I don't think V, he can... it and have a mustache in the corner of the dugout? <laughs> that he can definitely do. Okay. I, okay. I don't think he can sit in the dugout, but he can probably be in the clubhouse. I wonder if they found him in the dugout with mustaches and glasses on. Do you think that warrants a harsher suspension? Or maybe they just shake hands and be like, "You're a a distinguished gentleman." That's and what you I deserve would. to be. You're married to the game, literally. I would, I would just shake his hand. I agree. Yeah, but we got a lot of teams starting out hot. Some teams starting out shitty. One of the teams that I think is starting out insanely hot. The Rays look incredible. That lineup is hitting just enough, and that's probably what they're going to be about all year. They're doing just enough off offensively, and their pitching is carrying them. Jeffrey Springs looked absolutely amazing the other day. I don't think you could look better as a pitcher. Nice pick for fantasy, does, but yeah, the Rays just look incredible. McClanahan looked great opening day. Rasmussen's looking good. They they look so good. They're pitching. If they get Glass now back early, this could possibly be the best rotation in baseball. Yeah, the Rays are definitely set up for success again this year. Last year was, I don't really know how to describe the 2022 uh, Tampa Bay Rays. It was an interesting team. So the past two years, it, an it injured feels, team. Yeah, the past two years, 21 and 22, uh, both playing the the they played the Red Sox in the first round in 21, and they played the Guardians in round one of in 22 both on the road series. So it's interesting. Like they have to play in these, uh, it feels like, like Tampa Bay is never setting themselves up for home postseason success. It seems like they always have to go out on the road and battle, which like automatically, like, like I look, get, get, I'm not gonna, I'm going to refrain from making a, um, a dirty joke here. So I'll stop myself. Um, they got their foot in the door the past three seasons, but it's, it's, you need to, having your foot in the door isn't going to do you any justice when you're going on the road and playing all these playoff series. It looks like the Rays this year might be able to get a bid to get a home playoff series, which is exciting. If they can keep yeah, that, this up, and we're only four games in, but. 
That I mean, that would be great for the Rays, but the problem is, is the division they play in. I mean, when you have the Yankees and you have the Blue Jays and even the Orioles and the Red Sox, you, th- there's always a chance that they could come in last. There's always a chance that they could win the division. It's such a weird division like that because all the teams are are very solid. But having those three powerhouses at the top with the Blue Jays, the Yankees, and the Rays, they have it so hard to get that home playoff game because they do have to win the division. And in in the past history, they've been injured in the regular season. They haven't been able to do it. They haven't been able to accumulate enough wins. This year could be the year. If they can stay healthy, then they absolutely could take it. The Yankees, we know about their pitching concerns. They just sent Johnny Brito back down to AAA after a phenomenal start, which that doesn't make any sense to me, but okay. And the Blue Jays struggled a lot against the Cardinals this yeah, weekend. Yeah, let's, let, let's, let's talk a little bit about the Blue Jays because a game that I had my eye on was yesterday's game, Sunday the 2nd. Uh, Chris Bassett looked awful, awful against the Shit Cardinals. Shit the bed. Shit, shit the, the bed. bed. Shit the bed is an understatement. Nine runs on 10 hits, zero walks, over three and a third innings pitched against the Cardinals. No Ks. Uh, this is this is bad. This is this is very bad for the for the Blue Jays. Bassett is a guy who, when I watched him pitch as a Met last year, this guy does not look like a guy who can adapt to the pitch clock. This does this this feels like a guy who is an old fashioned baseball pitcher who wants to take his time and collect his thoughts and throw the pitch. Yeah, I mean Bassett's Bassett struggled, and I feel like Bassett was someone who a lot of people were thinking he was going to regress this year because of the second half he had last year. He started out pretty good for the Mets, and then he kind of fell off, and people thought that was going to lead to more regression this year. And after that first start, it looks like it is, and he didn't look very good in spring training either. I don't know if Bassett is not good. We've obviously seen, obviously seen that Jose Barrios ain't going to be any good. Then they really only have two guys up the up at the top in Manoa and Gosman, and Manoa didn't look great in his first start either. So that's a lot to look at in Toronto. That starting rotation is what we thought before the season was going to make make or break them. And it after that opening series, it looks like that's actually what it's going to be. If these guys can settle in and throw like they can, like they have the ability to, then the Blue Jays will be phenomenal and they could easily run away with the AL East. If they struggle, if the pitching staff is no good, then this team is definitely going to struggle. And we saw that against the Cardinals, who look amazing, by the way. Their lineup looks like easily the best lineup in baseball. They're hitting... From top to bottom, one through nine, it it looks fantastic what they're doing. Yeah, no, the Cardinals. The Cardinals look great. Pitching is going to be a is going to be an interesting uh, facet of their team this year, as we talked about in the last episode and in previous episodes as well. Uh, but but it remains to be seen, you know, kind of how that'll affect them in the long run. But I guess only time will tell with that. Going back to the Blue Jays, Blue Jays look like a bounce back this week facing the the Royals tonight. Um, I believe it's a three-game set in Kansas City. I'm not really worried about the Blue Jays just yet, uh, but like you said, like the, the Cardinals, in my opinion, are a better team overall, and it's, they just got dominated. Like, it's plain and simple. They just didn't look comfortable. Maybe it's you know, an early start to the season, but... Uh, you you could tell a lot about a team in the first two three weeks of a season, so it'll be interesting to see how the Blue Jays bounce back. 
Yeah, the, I mean, if you look at the Blue Jays' box scores this week, it, they didn't get any production past the th- third or fourth hitter in their lineup. Bichette, I think, uh, Bichette, I think, had four hits and three hits. Springer had like four, three, four hits and three hits. And and outside of that, they they really didn't do much in that lineup, which I thought was going to have a good back half, adding Dalton Varsho to the back half of that lineup, but. You know, they struggled besides Pachette and Springer. They really struggled that lineup. And the Cardinals, I just want to I want to ask you a very important question, right? Sure. Jack Flaherty for the Cardinals this weekend. His start. He went, I think, five or six innings. I don't have the exact in my head. No hits, but eight walks. Is that a good outing? Uh, yeah, I'm looking at it here. Five innings, no hits, no earned, seven walks, four Ks. Uh, I mean, it's a good outing, but it's not a promising outlook on his control because while he did great with damage control in the moment, that's not sustainable for a season. I completely agree. I, I just wanted to get your opinion on it because I saw that and I was like, you see no like five innings of no hit ball and you're like that that's a good outing but then you look at the walks clearly he could not command the zone but that also shows a lot about the blue jays too you know you get seven walks by their starting pitcher and you can't muscle up a hit to get a run in i mean that that's terrible yeah no that's and, and i don't know if you can necessarily contribute that to you know an early season slump from blue jays hitters or if this is just great pitching out of flarity but I mean, at the end of the day, the guy threw forty nine out of his ninety five pitches for a strike. So I just can't fathom as a major league roster, like when you're getting guys on base and you know he's not consistently throwing strikes at a sustainable clip. How can you not take advantage of this? And you can't stumble across one run. One hit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it was like incredible. That I thought it was so weird. I saw that today and I was like, holy shit. That's a that's that that's that that's a weird game. That's a yep. that's a weird scenario. But yeah, like I said, this time will tell with both teams. Looks like um looks like Toronto's gonna bounce back against a, a really struggling Kansas City team, which we knew was gonna struggle. They should probably just go play in AAA for a season and save us all the, the headache of watching them play baseball this year. But that, but oh, that, that, that's another story. Zach, Kodai Senga, Major League debut, little shaky to start. Not going to lie, it made me nervous. But Kodai ends up getting the win yesterday. Five and a third, three hits, one earned, three walks, eight strikeouts. And I'll tell you, a lot of those strikeouts came on the the ghost forkball pitch that he has. Man, is that pitch something fucking special, man? Like that that is disgusting. That that pitch is incredible, and you know, Sango looked pretty good. Uh, the command was a little off, but you know, a guy just coming into the league right now, first start in the major leagues, that, that's going to happen, and, and the command will come. I like the eight strikeouts. Like you said, the ghost fork pitch looked absolutely amazing. It's in, It looks like a fastball, and then it just drops off a fucking cliff, and it's impossible for hitters to hit. So he looks good, and if he's good, 
the Mets are in a great spot with that top three. Hopefully Verlander comes back, you know, easy breezy. And and then the Mets are in a great spot. But Kodai Sango, he 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 looked really, really good. 100% agree. Another interesting uh, piece of info from that Mets-Marlins series this weekend, uh, Luis Arias, Arias, it's going to take me a while to get that name down, uh, hitting 563 over that series. Two runs, one RBI, nothing special, but the guy just continues to poke the ball into the right places, find holes, and get on base. Like He is not slowing down one bit since... Uh, since that's the trade from from Minnesota, and it and Zach, this is not right now because it's early on, and uh, Pablo Lopez hasn't been seen. I, I mean, I'm not sure if he, has he even started as a twin yet. Yeah, I know. he did. He yeah, okay. but they they played the Royals, so gotcha. So it's people are going to start begging the question eventually down the line if Arias keeps keeps up with the pace that he's at, where he's consistently hitting at an elite level and getting on base. People are going to start making the argument that the Marlins won this trade. I think it's absolutely a possibility, and and I think I think he he excels in that ballpark because it's so big. You saw a lot of his hits were just you know singles, doubles, just in the gaps. He shoots the gaps very well, and I think he's a guy who's definitely going to benefit from the banding of the shift. And we've seen a lot of that this weekend. A lot of guys are benefiting from the banning of the shift. We've seen, I don't know about you, but I feel like I've seen more bloop singles than I ever have in my entire life. I I don't know if it's just because I watch a lot of Red Sox Orioles baseball, but I feel like every game I was watching, so many bloop singles. And I kind of like it because it's just more offense, more guys on base. It makes the game more fun. It's just fun, yeah. I, I thought you were know. gonna sneeze for a second there. The way you were, the way you were paused. I, I had a thought, like, and it, and I, I, thought, and I just I thought, completely lost it. I thought like that was sentence. sneeze incoming. Uh, Adam Duvall, that guy, the is greatest hitter of all time. J- Jake is a huge Adam Duvall. Jake, when is a, the Adam Duvall jersey gonna make its way into Colorado? As soon as he leaves the Red Sox, because I won't get a Red Sox jersey. <laughs> oh, that just is get an so old true. one. Get an, get a Braves. Get a Braves. You could get yeah, a you I, could get a, a Adam Duvall Braves Reds. Or Reds. Reds yeah, get a Reds. Yeah, get a Reds. I love. He was also Reds. a Padre for a little bit. I think. He's he's definitely been on more teams, but Adam Duvall is amazing. Batting five seventy one, that walk off was incredible. It got gifted to us by Ryan McKenna. Thank you, Ryan McKenna. If you ever would ever listen to this, thank you for dropping that fly ball. And Adam Duvall, beautiful home run over the monster. The Red Sox, I guess I'll talk about them for a little bit. I can't avoid it forever. We can't pitch. We can't pitch. We can't Sale pitch. Sucks. We can't pitch. Okay. Sale does not suck. He couldn't. The command is just not there. The stuff is there. The slider looked great. His changeup looked great. And when Chris Sale's changeup is great, that's when he's impossible to hit. When it's not just fastball slider, when he mixes that changeup in, he's incredible. And he just his stuff was good, but the command was not there. He was leaving a lot of stuff either over the middle of the plate or outside the zone, and that was his problem. He'll bounce back from that. We can't pitch, though. Kluber got shelled. Sale got shelled. Tanner Houck actually pitched a great game and then two mistakes, two home runs. 
We've seen a lot of home runs in this series. And the thing I love about the Red Sox is that they've battled back in, in almost in every game they've battled back and they've made the games very interesting with their bats. And I think that's why this team's going to be fun to watch this year. The pitching isn't going to be there, but if you watch the Red Sox, you are going to see a lot of hits. They've had more than 10 hits in every single game, more than seven runs in every single game. This team is going to be exciting in the batter's box and very shitty on the pitcher's mound. And that is talking socks with Zach. Well, at least you were able to to vent and get all the frustrations out now. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. I'm optimistic because the hitting's good. And Duvall looks good. Massa looks amazing. Casas looks good. Turner looks great. The new guys are looking really good, and that's exciting. Yeah, it's always exciting to have young talent come up and uh, show some early hopes of panning out to fans. Cody Bellinger, I was looking at this the other day. Uh, not, not, not necessarily off to a hot start. He got his first hit as a Cub today, actually. So congratulations to Cody Bellinger and the Cubs. Uh, but Cubs are, Cubs are an interesting team. They were a team that we were talking about, uh, early on Zach about how they could, you know, if, if the talent starts to materialize around the pieces that they've built up, the team could be fun to watch and not necessarily playoff contender, but they'd be fun. But didn't didn't show a lot this week against the the Brewers. No, it didn't show too much. They showed a lot of fight in that first game. That first game was really exciting on opening day. But the the Brewers I think here are just the better team. They're the better overall team. They have the better pitching, they have a better lineup and that's just it. The Cubs just aren't there yet. They still have moves that they need to make in that rotation, in the bullpen and in the lineup. They have holes that need to be filled, and it's good to see that Swanson's playing really well. Hap is playing really well. Outside of that, they're not really hitting the ball too much, and that's that's really sad because we want to see Horner. We want to see Bellinger play good, and I think this is a team that's going to get better as the season progresses. I think Matt, Matt Mervis is going to come up the first baseman. He's going to take the job from Eric Hosmer. It's, it's, about, it's, gonna, it's about time. And there's another prospect that they have that his name is slipping in my mind, who's also mashing in AAA on opening weekend alongside Matt Mervis. So I think this is a team that's going to get better as the season progresses. If they stay in it and they see these guys come up, possibly we could see a move be made by the Cubs. That would be exciting. Possibly could be cracking the playoffs. But I think this weekend the Brewers were just the better team and they showed it. Yeah, totally agree. And the Brewers dominated the Mets today, made us look like assholes out there. So uh, the Brew Crew could be back. Someone who's definitely not back is Christian Yelich. That guy uh, looks awful, does not look good swinging a baseball bat. He should probably consider taking uh, up another hobby because at this rate, it's not even a job for him. It's unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, Trace Thompson, where the hell did that come out of this this weekend? I don't know, but we're never going to see it ever again. I, I can guarantee that. All right, so let me read you off his splits. So from Trace Thompson from 2015 to 2021, 217 games played, 208 batting average, 283 uh, slugging percentage, 688 OPS. Now let me let me now let me read you the 2022 23 breakdowns, 81 games, 265, 359, 911 OPS. 
So he's he has kicked it into another gear over the last 81 games played. Like you said, we're probably not going to see a lot of this out of Trace Thompson. But the Dodgers, for some reason, they get handed to them any player in the fucking world they want, and they somehow turn him into someone who can produce offense at an elite level. Yeah. It doesn't make sense, does it? Like, why now? It makes a little bit of sense. Think about it. Just think. It doesn't rain a lot over there. It's true. It's very true. I just don't get it. They're just good. They are. They're (sighs) going to be good. Um, Mariners Guardians played the fastest game this year so far. I I don't want to talk about the Dodgers anymore. They piss me off. Guardians and Mariners, 2-0, two hours and three minutes. Zach... Major League Baseball made an effort to cut down the game time with the pitch clocks and all the rules placed into effect this year. We talked a little bit about this on Thursday. Average time of game from 2022 to 23 so far has cut down from three hours and three minutes to two hours and 38 minutes. I was not a fan of the pitch clock coming into the season, but now seeing how fast games are and how quick the action comes about, I'm fully on board for this. Yeah, after opening weekend, I've really changed a lot. I think it's—I really think it's good. I think all the changes have been good so far. I don't really see anything that I don't like. I love the banding of the shift, the bigger bases. We've seen—I mean, the stolen base numbers are incredible. Last year, through this time, twenty-nine of forty-three. This year, seventy of eighty-four. There's almost been double the amount of stolen bases this year already. And it's honestly really fun to watch these guys just go out there and, and run and hit and and do it all and make the athletic play instead of the easy play in the shift. It, it's way more fun. We've seen batting averages. The whole batting slash line for the league has gone up 15, 20 points. There's been about... Le- there's like less than one violation a game so far, so that's pretty good. And obviously, that's going to go down as the year progresses. The Red Sox have like five of them already, so whatever. But I think all the rules are doing what they're supposed to, and I honestly love them. I am upset that I'm saying that because I was so against them. But the pitch clock is doing very good, and it seems like a lot of guys aren't really having too much trouble with. A lot of guys that I was nervous about, like Kenley Jansen, doesn't seem to have any sort of trouble with it. No, I'll, and there was a there was one pitcher off the rip who I noticed had a had a pretty bad issue with it today. It was Carlos Carrasco? It definitely threw him off his rhythm today. Uh, first pitch of the game, actually, uh, he was called on a pitch clock violation. You could tell from the minute the game started, he looked rushed up there. They didn't really look like he could find his rhythm. Just overall bad scene because you've had however long spring training was to prep for this and uh, come, come your first start of the season, it, it obviously affected you. So uh, he's going to have to pivot quickly and f- find a way to, to catch his mojo out there on the mound because for a team like the Mets right now, my patience is very, very, very short for pitchers like Carlos Carrasco. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think really that we need to just get over the fact that I, I think we need to get through the fact that pitchers are going to be worse this year. It's just going to be – it's just what it is. I'm sure at the end of the year we'll be looking at the ERA of the entire league between this year and 2022, and we're going to say, holy shit. Because I think there's just going to be so many more runs scored, so many more base runners, so many more guys in scoring position. It's going to be so hard for pitchers to stop these teams because, honestly, once you get a guy on on base, it's very hard to get him out because they can steal, take away the double play very easily. And there's so many different things that teams can do now to put themselves in better positions. And it's leaving the pitchers at a huge disadvantage, but – if you want to get more people engaged in this game and keep the games more interesting, offense is the way to do it because pitching is is kind of really only appreciated by those few guys who, you know, that select group of people who really love the game of baseball and can appreciate a guy going out there and throwing six scoreless innings. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Uh, another guy, not to not to change the subject, but Joey Gallo has been going off recently. Uh, two home runs to start the year before today, and he has one that he hit just minutes ago. Oh, he so, just hit another one? Yeah, three home runs on the season now for Gallo, up to seven RBIs for him this year so far, right now in Jeez. four games played. So Joey Gallo having uh, some new luck out in Minnesota. You know, I mean, that's a guy that we talked about before the season, and we thought that he would get better in Minnesota, and he would get better. Oh my God, Rafi Devers, what are you doing? Oh, the Sox Sorry, playing sure. right now. Yeah, um, but that's a guy who we that's thought fun. would get he would get better on the Twins and with with the banning of the shift. And I mean, two home runs on uh, three home runs now sounds pretty good. Yeah, no, it does. It, it does sound pretty good. And for Twins fans, this is um, obviously a year where I don't really know how you should be feeling. Do you feel like you can be contenders? Do you feel like you're a piece or two away? What do you honestly? I don't really know the consensus of Twins fans because you lose the batting champion, but you gain a pitcher that you desperately needed. So interesting. Resigned Correa, so there's obviously backing from ownership that the team should be competitive. So. It's a interesting time for Minnesota Twins fans, but you get Joey Gallo for a full season. So you might love him now. Let's come back in July and see how much you like him. Yeah, I'm I'm sure but in July they're going to like him a lot less, but right now Twins fans can love Joey Gallo. And you know, I just want to I mean, we'll touch on like like one more. We've pretty much talked about every team, but what I think was possibly supposed to be the um series of the weekend Astros White Sox the Astros didn't look that great no it turned out to be kind of a dud the Astros let me let me say something I I just had so much faith in the Astros to just come out and I thought they were going to pummel the White Sox I thought they were going to be like we are the fucking World Series champions and this is why and it just didn't happen the pitching staff really let them down this week. Framber didn't look that great. Garcia didn't look that great. Urquidy looked terrible. And the bullpen didn't look that great either. I think it's time for Hunter Brown to come up and start. 
I think he's he's I think it's time. Absolutely bring him up. He's going to be phenomenal this year. I need Hunter Brown on this team. But this team didn't show me that much. The White Sox showed me a lot more this weekend than the Astros. The White Sox showed me that if Luis Roberts healthy, he is going to be fantastic this year. The White Sox showed me that Andrew Vaughn might have a breakout year this year. His power is incredible. He had a couple doubles and I think a home run this weekend. The Astros showed nothing. The White Sox showed me that they, if they can stay healthy, this team is going to hit. They might not pitch, obviously, with the best of them, but this team is going to hit. This lineup needs to stay healthy. Agreed. Yeah, the um, the Astros didn't look great this this uh, this weekend, but it's uh, it's early. Um, uh, but but like you said, they're 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 banking on like a, a a lot to go right for them this year. I mean. Altuve's out for a little bit. Uh, we're getting a, f- a full year of Pena at short, so I'm, I'm I'm intrigued to say the least of how the Astros are going to do this year. I mean, you know what you're going to get out of the rotation, which is going to be solid. You know what you're going to get out of Jordan. He's probably not going to slow down that much. So as of right now, it's it's. I still would put them as the favorites in the NL West, but like, boy, the Mariners are knocking. They're definitely knocking because they look great. And I'm sure they think they can win the division this year. So um, absolutely, it'll be interesting to see what, what happens in the West. It will. I think that's going to be a tight race that people aren't ready for. You're not ready to have that conversation yet, folks. No, nope. the Mariners you to win the you West. You can't handle the truth. But you know what I can handle? What can you handle? Alex Morgan in a Padres jersey. Hey, now. Did you see that video today? No. Okay. Well, you need to you need to look at this video that I just sent to both you and Jake. Is it just if, Alex Morgan and the Padres? If, if you've been on Twitter today, I'm in love. I'm a Padres fan now. Okay. I can't believe you just said that. For Alex Don't Morgan, I would be. Don't actually no, I wouldn't. Fuck the Padres. Yeah, fuck the Padres. They broke my heart last year. They're breaking my heart right now. Because they How have are they Xander breaking Bogarts. your heart right now? Because they have Xander Bogarts, man. Oh, and right. He's playing so to, well. He had a home run. It's literally just Alex Morgan walking with the Padres jersey. Like, whoa. She looks good. That's all I'm okay, saying. but like. I'm stunting them hoes. Brewers, wrong oh, Brewers a had a creep. fly. Shut the fuck up. Let me, let me have my moment here. Christ. The Brewers did a flyover with their roof closed today. Bozo move or not? Yes. Or, or 1000 IQ move. Because then Bozo. it shows the fans tailgating in the parking lot that you really care about them. Bozo. Okay, fair enough. Definitely Bozo. That's just stupid. Why would they do that? I don't know. They must have scheduled that, and they must have thought the day was going to be nice. But I feel like Milwaukee also never has that roof open. I also feel like Milwaukee never has that roof open. Did you know Miami? The on Saturday they opened the um, they opened the roof for the Mets game on Saturday, and that was only the sixth time in two seasons they had opened the roof in Miami. Oh, what is that? Is that true? Yep. 
because it's, it's al- always because raining. it's 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 well it's so humid that they always just cl- keep the roof closed. But they, you know, what they do have is they have those the glass panes in the back that they flip yeah. open, so it looks like it's open, but the roof is closed. Mm, I see, I see, I see, I see. So it's kind of like the the you know you know what the Marlins are rocking. They're rocking what? when you when you when you drive with the windows down but the AC on. That's what they're rocking. I do that shit on. all the time. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's, that, that is the best re- that is the best way I can describe the Miami Marlins. They got cool uniforms, dog shit team, AC AC on, windows down, baby. Let's fucking if you like ride. If, if you catch me in my car in July, August, the AC's blasting and the windows are down. I also I'll do you one better. If it gets too hot in my car in the winter, I'll throw heat on window down. Don't get crazy. No, 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 no. Trust me. You know when it gets too hot in your car sometimes and you're like, Well, I gotta kill this heat. That's true. And you gotta get like some fresh air, you're like, fuck, like I need air. I mean it sucks, but then like it neutralizes the temperature in the car. It's true. We're getting worked no. by the pirates, by the way. Yeah, I've got the game on 3-0 in the top of the first. Yeah. 3 3 mil. All right. All right. Should we move on to maybe maybe a little uh little Yukon talk? Sure, why not? They're winning it all. No comment, rooting for the Big East. <laughs> so yeah, championship game tonight, Yukon against San Diego State. I Really, I'm, the San Diego State buzzer beater couldn't have been more of a sad moment as as two FAU betters sitting in this podcast. It, it, it wasn't it wasn't pretty. I was very pissed off. FAU deserved to win that game. They controlled the game the whole game. They led for three quarters of that game, and this motherfucker decides he wants to come down and hit a buzzer beater to send them to the stupid national championship. I thought he stepped out of bounds. It was so close. And if he did step out of bounds, I probably would have cried out of happiness. I'm pissed off. Yeah, it was a wild it gone. was a wild game. FAU looked like they were seconds uh <laughs> they were literally on the cusp of going to a national championship game, which in itself is a crazy statement to make. But since we have the Maui invitational of final fours, this is the world we live in. Now UConn tonight is on the cusp of national championship number five. Trying to remember the the other years. I know they won in 2012 or 2013. Doesn't matter. Does the fifth national championship officially certify them as a blue blood? I kind of think they already are a blue blood, but that's Same. just my opinion of it. I, I'm with you. I think they already are. This just shows it even more. They struggled the last couple of years. They got bounced in the first round. They've been an average college basketball team. But Danny Hurley has really turned that program around and and it, given it that rejuvenation that it needed after a shitty couple of years with Kevin Ollie as head coach. It looks like, you know, Jim Calhoun. Well, Kevin Ollie won a, won a national like, championship too. Yeah, but he didn't. The team did. Yeah, I guess. After Kevin Ollie's last two years were very bad, and everyone at, who had anything to do with UConn had problems with him, and it was known. 
I think, you know, having Danny Hurley as head coach, I would probably run through a brick wall for that guy because he would just scream at me until I did it. And I'd, I'd be okay with that. And no UConn just looks fucking amazing. They look so good. They've looked so good the entire March Madness. Nobody has, besides the first half of that Iona game, they have wiped everyone else. And it hasn't even really been close. That Miami game, they were up by 10. Like Every time you looked back, they were up by 10. Miami would try their absolute best to crawl back in it, maybe... UConn would go up 17, and then Miami would bring it back to 10. And then as soon as you looked up again, UConn was up 17 again. It was just an absolute dicking, and I hope they do the same thing to San Diego State tonight. And this is a team that really couldn't get out of the first round in UConn in the past uh, few tournament runs that they've had. So it's a, it's an unexpected trip to the national championship game, but we'll see what happens tonight when the Huskies take on the Aztecs of San Diego State. I think it's a seven and a half points spread. Yeah, it is. And I have UConn minus seven and a half for the, you know, millions. Those are a lot of points, own. but I guess for a team who's been winning by 20, that's really not. When you, when you ride it every game, you got to keep going. Yeah, well, I guess so. So this week, besides the national championship, is the best week of the year, in my opinion. It is Masters week. There are a lot of bets to be going around, a lot of action to be placed on a lot of different uh golfers out there i personally think there's only probably about a probably about a dozen people who can win this tournament uh but i I would love to hear what you guys are are thinking betting wise going into this week this is definitely the best week ever with the national championship baseball starting and the masters and it's tough. It, it really is. And we've talked about it a couple times about how the Masters is really tough this year because we really don't know how live guys are going to play. Looking at the live, odds, the, live the guys first also live, have to wear, they have to wear their team apparel. Do you know that? Yes. Yeah. The, yeah. They do. The, the, the highest, uh, oh my God, I'm losing my mind. The highest odds for a live player is Dustin Johnson at plus 2200. And that's, 10 or 11 on the list. I mean, the all PGA tour guys have the best odds to win this tournament. I do think it is going to be a PGA tour guy that does win. We've been talking about it pretty much all golf season. I think it's John Rahm's year to finally win the masters. I really do. He, you know, hasn't been playing as good as Scotty recently, but he's still been having a phenomenal year. And I, I just think it's Rahm's turn to win. I honestly am rooting for Rory though. I want Rory to win because I think it would just be awesome if Rory won. But I think that this is probably Rom's tournament to win. I have uh I have I have I have a solid amount of faith in Rom. I don't have a lot of faith in Rory. I would love Rory to get the win this year. I think Scotty's a good pick just because Scotty's playing like Scotty recently, so that's that's always some action to mix in there. I think a lot of people forget about Cam Smith, and he's twenty to one or twenty two to one, excuse me, this week. I think a lot of people forget about him just because he went to live. But prior to live, that guy was playing the best golf on the planet, besides Scotty Scheffler. So, um, oh, home run Red Sox, Devers, dude, you're literally like a fucking half second in front of me. Uh, that sucked. Sorry. Yeah, thanks a lot. Yeah, well, I Douchebag. mean. Congratulations. I mean, don't be mad at me because your internet sucks. 
Red Sox are showing off these new lights this year. Every time every they hit a home team, run, they every team the has now. these. I feel like we never used to do it. This is the first year we're doing it. Apparently, everybody hates it. Oh, really? I, I think like the the Red Sox faithful, like the old the old guys, they fucking oh, hate God it. Oh, God forbid, piss off the old guys from Moonsocket. Um, so. Oh, also, did you see that the Mass Mutual sign in center field now acts as a ball strike counter? Yeah. It's pretty cool. Pretty, back to back. pretty cool. Nope. Oh, he missed it. He missed it. Yes. Yes. Everybody loves dropping balls against the Red Sox. Yeah, I know. I was just thinking about that. Uh, back to okay, back, back to back to the Masters. Back to, back to the Masters. Um, I like I like uh, Cam Smith at twenty two to one. That's that that's that that's a really good bet. I'm not gonna bet on some of the guys that I'm gonna throw up next, but I I just think they're they're people to keep their eyes on to make the cut. I think Cam Young, he's been playing really good golf recently. I think he's a good guy to make the cut. If you don't bet Tiger Woods to make the cut, you're not American. You probably like communism. And you should probably be mentally checked out. So bet bet Tiger to make the cut this week. Uh, and finally, Brooks Kepka. Brooks Kepka kind of fell off the place, of the, the face of the earth. Uh, people watched him look like a moron on the Netflix documentary Full Swing. But Brooks has slowly made his way back into the golf world. He's won uh, last his last two live starts, I believe. Don't quote me on that, but he's definitely won two out of his last four. Zach, look at your TV. Um, four starts. Massa! And, uh, Massa! Massa! In conclusion, yeah. Yoshida Sorry, just hit, Yoshida just hit a, a two-run homer. So that's First home run as a Red Sox. Look that's at what him. Zach's cheering about. Was that, and that was in the monster, too. Over the monster. Okay, um, the last thought on 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 my little master spiel. Uh, Brooks Kepka is a good pick, and you should keep his uh, keep his name in the back of your mind while you're betting for this week's Masters. I think it's hilarious how DraftKings has a whole Tiger special. Like they have specials just for Tiger, and that and it's, that'll like that that that'll probably be never happen again for any other golfer. No. Just Tiger, just because it's Tiger. And I, I think it's hilarious, but also fantastic because I love Tiger. Agreed. I love Tiger. All right, so All right, should we, we uh, get in some picks? Let's do some picks. Powered by Riverside. Picks for Tuesday, April 4th. I can start us off here. I am going AL West baseball. Mariners over the Angels in Seattle. The Mariners are minus 160. Luis Castillo on the bump. I'm taking them over the Angels. Because why not? This is uh, Castillo's first home start of the year. So let's... uh, Hopefully he shows out. I like it. My pick, I'm going to go 
Marlins versus Twins. I'm going to take the Marlins in this game. Sandy Alcantara versus Kenta Maeda. Sandy, another home, home start for Sandy. And I'm just looking for him to bounce back after that start against the Mets. I think it's a good time for him to bounce back. The Twins are a big hit and miss lineup. Sandy is a guy who likes to keep the ball in the ballpark, and Twins like to hit a lot of home runs. So I expect the ball to stay in the ballpark a lot. I like the Marlins because of Sandy's start. Hopefully he goes seven or eight, and they hand it off to the closer. I like the Marlins. I'm going to stick with baseball as well. Um, The Orioles put up a lot of runs against the Red Sox. The Rangers have good batters from what I'm aware of. We're going to take the over in that game, eight and a half. Um, Yeah, Orioles, Rangers, over eight and a half. I also have a pick for Thursday's Master Round 1. Scotty Scheffler to lead after Round 1 is plus 1,600. I think there's great value there. Um, So sprinkle that if you'd like that too. Jake loves sprinkling. You got to sprinkle on Scotty. Come on. You got to root for something day one. Obviously, or else you're just watching meaningless golf. Right. Yeah. No, totally. All right. So, uh, roulette spin? Yeah. What uh, What number are we going for today? Uh, Jake, 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 give me a player. Give me a player. Give me a player. Give me a player. Uh,. The Lo- Lois Yaga, that pitcher. <laughs> Jonathan, Jonathan Loisaga? Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, all right, so number seven is, this, uh, is the number. Okay. $3 on seven. Okay. I am going to see if we can hear it. Okay. I'm going to put my foot up to my mic, and we are spinning. Twenty nine, of course. Damn it! Should we do another one? We're doing another. Oh fuck you, dealer! Let's do. We're doing. We're doing another one. We're doing another one. We're doing another one. Seven, three more dollars. Let's go. Let's go. Extra spin, bonus spin today. Bonus spin. This one goes out to Yoshida for his first home run and twenty one. That's three times seven. Maybe he actually is number seven. Oh, that would have been so perfect. That would have been perfect. Yeah. He's number seven. Damn. Fuck. All right. Well, I blame Daz. Thanks, everybody, for listening to today's episode. We will see you back here for Friday's episode. Enjoy the Masters. Enjoy baseball. Enjoy the Masters Championship tonight. Oh, 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 oh. I love the pesky pole. Woohoo! Tristan Casas, baby! On my fantasy hashtag on my fantasy team. But yeah, as let me go watch the Red Sox game. As I was saying, thanks everybody for listening to today's episode. We'll see you on Friday. Enjoy your week. We love you and bye.